Hello, welcome to the Kara Murray podcast. For the next 10 days, we will be doing a podcast mini series all about your divine role as a Latter-day Saint woman. We will be discussing how we can become closer to Jesus Christ and how the Relief Society purpose statement and the Relief Society declaration can assist us in our work to become closer to our Savior. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have Leanne here with us today. Leanne Swindlehurst, is that how you say it? Yes, you're right. You got it. Perfect. Leanne Swindlehurst is the owner and curator of the Rosie Nook, a holiday and gift shop. Her passion is creating a joyful and festive home for every holiday. Leanne and her husband, Craig, have three darling and energetic little boys. They fill their days with lots of sports, celebrating holidays, reading Harry Potter, playing outside, and hosting friends and family. Her goal as a small business owner and curator is to help others create joy and cheer in their homes. I am so glad you're here and I'm going to make sure I link your shop because I, you guys, I just got the cutest things for Easter and spring from Leanne's shop and I've seen her shop and like, I'm like, I don't know, should I get it? Should I not? And then finally (laughs) I just decided to, and I, I don't regret a single dollar that I spent there. I'm so happy to hear that. Earrings. And my little girl, like, not, I don't have just little girls. I have a 16-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old. And I got four sets of earrings. And it, on Easter morning, I was like, okay, here's some earrings. Pick which ones you want. And we did, like, bars and circles. And they all had one that they loved. And it was so fun. So we Aww. love our earrings. We love our bunnies. And I, like, tried to copy my mantle like she had hers. It's not <laughs> quite as cute, but it's okay. So go to her website. She has super cute decor things for totally great prices, which I love. So. Oh, thank you. Yes. We would love to help anyone. And isn't it so fun to just like add a little bit of cheer, a little bit of happiness to your home? Yes. It makes so much of a difference too. I've never really had a mantle either. So I was like, I need to do something with this mantle. <laughs> it yes. was so fun. Oh my goodness. I know. Styling a mantle is like a mantle and bookshelves are my favorite thing. Like yeah. built-ins. I just like, I can't leave them alone either. I like start one day and then I move things around and it just, I don't know. It brings so much joy to my kids and my family. And so I'm so happy you're doing it too. That's fun. I love it. So thank you for all you do to encourage, like, I don't know. I just, it's interesting how we can like decorate and find something that brings joy. That's like so simple but it can just Mm -hmm. bring us so much joy and happiness when we see it. So I hope you guys can all find something happy to put in your home, especially from Leanne's shop, because it's so cool. (laughs) All right. Well, we are, Leanne has joined us so that we can talk about um, our divine role as Latter-day Saint women and finding things that stand out to us in the Relief Society purpose statement and declaration. So I'm just going to let Leanne jump into what stood out to her. I love this so much. I'm excited to listen to everybody's perspective. I think I just learned so much from other strong women in the church and outside of the church. But when you, when we were talking about this, I started reading through the declaration and there was this one sentence that sparked this memory in my mind. And I'll read it really quickly. It's in the first paragraph and it says, We are women of faith, virtue, vision, and charity who, and then it goes down through a list of, you know, all these things we do, but the word charity really stood out in my mind. 
And it made me think of, have you ever read the book Daughters of My Kingdom? Yes. Daughters in My Kingdom. Okay. I love it too. In case you don't know what it is, it's actually an official book from the church about the history of the Relief Society. And it's funny, like, I don't think there was ever a time in my life where I was really excited to read the history of the Relief Society. But I found myself, I was single living in Los Angeles, and I was an older single person. I didn't get married till I was 31. So within the church, that tends to be a little bit older. And I just kind of remember, like, trying to become who anyone I was dating wanted me to be. And it felt really awkward. And it just felt there was dissonance. And I was like, what am I doing? And I just had to go back to this place of like, figuring out who I was and whose I was. And I picked this book up and started reading it every night. And there's this, it's on page 99, if you guys have the book, but there's this definition that President Thomas S. Monson gave to the Relief Society of Charity that like shifted how I think about charity and and who I want to be and who's I need to remember that I belong to. You know, I have a father and mother in heaven. I have a father and mother here on this earth. And so can I read it? Yes. yes can I read, read this it. definition? Okay, because this is what I thought of when we were talking about this. Um, I consider charity or the pure love of Christ to be the opposite of criticism and judging. I have in mind the charity that manifests itself when we are tolerant of others and lenient toward their actions, the kind of charity that forgives, the kind of charity that is patient. I have in mind the charity that impels us to be sympathetic, compassionate, and merciful, not only in times of sickness and affliction and distress, but also in times of weakness or error, on the part of others. There is a serious need for the charity that gives attention to those who are unnoticed, hope to those who are discouraged, aid to those who are afflicted. True charity is love in action. The need for charity like this is everywhere. Charity is having patience with someone who has let us down. It is resisting the impulse to become offended easily. It is accepting weakness and shortcomings. It is accepting people as they truly are. It is looking beyond physical appearances to attributes that will not dim through time. It is resisting the impulse to categorize others. And I mean, he keeps going on, but those three paragraphs, and when I think of like the Relief Society and what we can do as this group of women who are trying to build relationships with Christ and also lift up those around us, Charity just always floats to the top of my mind. And and I think the charity sometimes I read about in the scriptures tends to feel archaic to me. I'm like, I'm I'm not like feeding someone soup while they're lying in their deathbed. You know, I don't I don't have that around me right now. But all of those things that President Monson was saying, like, I can do those things. I can stop judging. I can stop categorizing people. I can look around a room and notice someone that's not talking to anyone and they're lonely, whether it's, you know, one of my young women at Young Women or another sister or brother in, you know, my neighborhood or ward, whether we're gathering for church or for fun. I just feel like that is something I can do. And 
when I read that as a 27-year-old girl who was searching and trying to remember who she was, it it made me realize that like becoming like Christ can mean something really different to all of us. And I had to find out personally what that meant to me. And I think the Relief Society gives us a really safe place to do that. Yeah, I love that that is what stood out to you. I actually love that beginning paragraph. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the entire oh. declaration. Like, I think part of it is because it really states like who we are as women in the Relief Society and gives us that identity that we was so forward in the young women's theme and growing up where when you go to Relief Society, I don't feel like we get as much of like, you're a daughter of God and here's a trait that you have, or here's how we can feel Jesus Christ more. And I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't necessarily go to Relief Society and be like, oh, I got this, you know, and not, maybe I didn't always in Young Women's either, but, um, but I love that thought on charity because it's just like, it's the pure love of Christ. And, but what does that look like in our life and how does that look? So I love that there's this example, this modern day example of like what that pure love of Christ actually looks like, because it's not healing lepers and the blind and, <laughs> you know, right. It, it It is different. And like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love scripture and I know, you know, we work to um, kind of translate it into how we're dealing with our trials or afflictions. Um, but I also really love these modern day declarations and themes, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, um, I am in young women. And so we do get to say the theme. And one of my goals was to memorize it this year. And it's funny because I didn't even know there was a Relief Society theme like in a declaration. And mm-hmm. and I was reading through that and I was thinking, we're so lucky to have these truths. And even if one of us struggles with one of them or they're not sure, like we get to figure out on our own and have a relationship with our Savior and our Heavenly Parents to figure out where our testimony lies in regards to these promises, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. One thing that came to my mind is you're talking about charity. And so I, um, the, like the thing that I, one thing I really hate doing is laundry. Like I just, I've never (laughs) enjoyed laundry. It hasn't been my favorite. And when my kids were little and I had to do eight people's laundry, it was like the worst ever. I don't know. I just didn't love it. And my mother-in-law was like, just make it your time where you get to watch a show and then it won't be as bad. And I was like, yeah, probably, I guess. But then you still have to put it away or help the kids put it away. I mean, all the things, right? Laundry was mm-hmm. just like never ending. And um, my days are magical now because I do two people's laundry and that's literally it. I am, my kids all do their own laundry. Yet? 10. So she okay. needs help switching the laundry. <laughs> So just have a stool or something. Everyone, your kids can do their laundry. It's fascinating. I love it. So um, so I will switch it because for some reason, my kids always start their laundry at like 9 p.m. So sometimes mm-hmm. I will switch it for them. But that's like all I do. I'm like, your laundry's in the dryer. Go take care of it. Get it out of. <laughs> I need the dryer today. Um, yes, your kids can do laundry. All you have to do is teach them <laughs> the settings. And they still yell, mom, is it normal? Is it? 
And I'm like, yep, yeah, I just, you know, <laughs> they know all the buttons. They know where the detergent is. Um, but for the shorter kids, you do have to like help them a little, but it's magical. Okay. Everyone, your kids okay. can do laundry. My new goal. <laughs> Start it. Um, so I, but I remember what well, we redid our laundry room so that it wasn't so ugly and that helped a little, but I put a picture of Jesus right between my washer and dryer. And I was like, I'm going to make it. So I'm going to like determine that I'm not going to like hate laundry. And the thought just came to me to remember that I was clothing the naked when I was doing laundry, which might seem like silly, but no. if my kids didn't have clean clothes. They were going to be running around naked. And so <laughs> quite literally as parents, we are feeding the hungry and clothing the naked. Like we are literally doing that as mothers and fathers. And I think sometimes we overlook that, but I think we're doing a lot more things that show that pure love of Christ than we really take credit for and realize. And really anything that we do that Christ would be doing is showing charity towards other people, which I think is why that list of President Monson's is so long, because there's really so many things we can do. Like sending a text message can be showing charity when you're just like, I just want you to know that Heavenly Father loves you. If you've never sent a text message like that to someone, you should do it. It's really it's really fun, actually. Just Absolutely. Be like, I hope you're having a great day and just remember like you're loved. And um, there's so many small, simple things that we can do. But I think things that we're already doing as well that we that we just really overlook because we're like, it's just laundry. Like, here we go again, piling up, you know. Well, and I, I like that because I, I think like as you think about serving your children or, you know, those that depend on you then it's very easy to think about your heavenly parents and your savior taking care of you, right? Like, I mean, it's just, we're in families for a reason because we're learning about this eternal family that we have. And, and you can recognize that love that there's like all these beautiful things put into place to like take care of us and to help us you know, have a really happy life, even though we're going to go through a lot of hard things. Like that's Mm -hmm. just the promise. We're going to go through hard things, but I think it's so fun to recognize that we're almost looking into a mirror as we're taking care of our children and we get that opportunity, which is not easy. A lot of the time, (laughs) right? Yeah. But it, I mean, then I think like, I'm sure it's probably not easy for my heavenly parents and my savior to be like, why are you doing that again? Like, remember how you came to me and you're like, I don't want to be like this, like soften my heart. And then here you are again, like yelling at your kids or or whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it really feels full circle to me, I think. Like, and I also think, I don't know about you. Like, I think I, I used to be charitable, like as a younger child or maybe even like a young adult because I just felt like oh this is how I was taught and I was like a god-fearing person in the sense that like oh if I don't if I'm not obedient if I don't do right then like what's gonna happen I'm not gonna you know end up with my heavenly parents and it's like it was very like fear-based and and not like my parents were like ruling with an iron you know like <laughs> it it just interesting how like as your testimony expands and changes you start doing things 
for perhaps the reason that they're there for and not um, out of habit or fear. And I think like charity and what would Jesus do? Like, I really just want to be kind because I truly believe like everyone deserves that they're all a child of God and they deserve to be treated kindly, even when they're not treating me kindly. Like I love when he said like, um, what was it? Slow to be offended. I'm like, I'm pretty good at getting offended. <laughs> like, you know, and, and I'm like, that's something I could work on and just like mm-hmm. give people the benefit of the doubt. And because I love them and I know they're children of God, not because I'm fearing what would happen to me if I don't. And I think like, it's really fun to see that my testimony has evolved since I was a young child, you know, yeah. and that the reason I'm doing it now is like truly to be like my savior and not because I'm scared of what would happen if I don't. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's like a priority shift almost in your mind, right? Like where you're like, oh, that's well. And I think understanding, understanding our heavenly parents and Jesus Christ and their love instead of like that, that's what their, that's what their motive is, is love. It's not to scare you into being with them again. Right. Yes. I, yes. And I think like, I love how the like gospel classes are really changing into um, sharing principles, but then receiving your own revelation. And so it's nurturing that relationship with your savior and your heavenly parents and like teaching you how to pray in more of a relationship way versus, you know, just like make sure you pray every night. But it's like, no, like, what do you want for your life or your kids' lives mm-hmm. or those around you? And it becomes so personal. And it really does stem from what you're saying, that love like understanding that. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, President Nelson too, and I feel like that's what he's really trying to teach us too, with um, really asking us to, to learn how we feel the spirit and how we hear the Holy ghost and to understand our relationship better with Jesus Christ. As we, as we hear him, when we can understand that we can deepen our relationship and deepen our testimony so that we are on a firmer foundation overall with all of that. And, um, you know, it, that made me think of something else and just like, like growing up and even when I was a young single adult, I kind of, I don't know why I thought like the gospel was like almost the same to everybody. And now like years later and, you know, going through a lot of different experiences and watching so many other people go through their own experiences, I've recognized that the gospel means something very different to everybody And it's because of, you know, President Nelson and what he's been talking about, because we get to have this very personal journey with our Savior. Like our relationship is different than our spouses or our children's or someone that you're serving with or your neighbor. You know, it it gets to be so personal. And um, and so I think like recognizing these beautiful declarations and themes will also mean something really different to everybody that reads them. And that's like the, I think that's the joy of bringing lots of different kinds of people together to worship. You know, you just Mm -hmm. get to learn from everyone's perspective. Yeah. And I think I was actually just talking about this with some friends today where I think it's important to 
like with come follow me, for instance, like read the come follow me throughout the week and receive your own revelation and really like what it means to you. And as we gather in Sunday school or Relief Society or Young Women's or whatever we might be um, participating in, then sharing our insights and our revelation. And I don't think it takes away from our own revelation. I think we can just like gain new insights and we get to decide like if you want to bring that into your life or not, like you don't have to be like, oh, that's their revelation. So that means it has to be part of my revelation. That's, that's not how it works. We can just share our own ideas and then we get to decide what, what part of it we want to take into our life and our testimony, but we can gain so much from sharing with one another. Just, I think it just strengthens our testimonies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, we've talked about those times in your life and I know um, President Nelson has been really clear on talking about how we need strong foundations because we can't rely on other people's testimonies. There are times in your life, though, you'll feel low and you will have the opportunity to recall like what someone else shared with you and how it touched your heart. And I'm grateful for people that share because there have been moments where my testimony wasn't like strong enough and I needed to like hang on to the words or the scripture that they shared or, you know, just apply it and like look back and find that quote or whatever it is. And so I do think like, I mean, I loved staying at home during COVID for church, (laughs) but I also really love gathering together and I don't get to be in Relief Society as often, but I love going to Relief Society. We have so many different ages of people in there. And so they've just experienced so many different things. And, you know, when they talk about a scripture and a situation in their life, raising their kids 50 years ago, you know, or something, I'm like, oh my goodness, she did go through something similar to me, even though, you know, we're 50 years age gap here. Yeah. I just think worshiping together is so special and I'm grateful we get to do it again yeah I agree that's one thing that I think I realized I really enjoyed was the gathering like gathering Mm -hmm. on the weekdays for activities gathering at church gathering for choir like there's so many things that I think we needed to realize that were important but I think gathering is definitely one of them like gathering and singing the hymns together like I loved being able to sing the hymns with the word again, just simple, simple things. Because when we gather, I think we can help each other along the path. And that allows us to represent Jesus Christ and be charitable and really understand him more and understand those around us more. And as we love those around us and bring them into the fold and into the meetings and help them not feel alone. We're just going to be able to feel Jesus Christ within our meetings even more fully too and in our lives. So, Yes. And, and like you were saying, like bring them into, I know we talked about like gathering Israel and bring them into the fold. Um, my husband and I were ward missionaries a few wards ago and we read, is it Clayton Christensen? Is he the one mm-hmm. that wrote okay. every, the everyday oh, missionary? Every, or- I think so. Sorry, I should have been more prepared, but one thing he said that I just loved was like, of course, our goal is to bring people closer to Christ, like, because that is just this unconditional love, right? 
And and he was saying like, but when it it doesn't happen, like our love, so our charity for them, I think this like ties in with what I I was you know initially thinking, like shouldn't change, you know. And I think like, um, we've had so many friends decide to like step away from the church, and everyone is on their own journey, and you know people we've shared the gospel with, and they are like not they don't want it or they're not ready for it. And I just, and in those moments, I'm always like, that is okay. Like this, like I'm just one person in this plan and I am going to continue to love them because I love them. And I know that's what we all should be doing. And, and so I think I'm reminded like, the goal isn't necessarily like convert, convert. It's to like love them like Christ would and, you know, offer the opportunity to them. Yes. I 100% agree. Love is what really brings us together and brings us all closer to Christ. Even if we're all on different paths and different situations, I think it's super, yes. super important to just love each other. And um, I think we can accept where people are without being in that same space with them. Like people that have left, we don't have to leave just to be friends with them. We can still share that. There's so much commonality still there. And we just need to look for that commonality because it is there and we can absolutely love them just as Jesus Christ does. Yeah. And I mean, I'm always hoping like, still be my friend, even though we don't go to church on Sunday together, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't want our friendships to only be based on like, where we go on Sunday or Wednesdays or whatnot, you know, I mean, the world is just full of so many people that want to do good and want to follow Christ. And we all just need to work together to love each other. (laughs) Yes. I, I totally agree. I love that. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your insights and your thoughts and helping us having me. This is delightful. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Don't forget to join the email list so you know when the Your Divine Role course goes live. Our email list will be given an opportunity to sign up first. It includes 12 plus course videos, a workbook that is 45 plus pages long, a community and more. I can't wait to see you then.